Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. that exciting late-season Steelers mojo carry over to 2023. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Stellas, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Down the stretch, the Steelers were hot. Their rookie passer, Kenny Pickett, was picking up his play and making big plays in the fourth quarter to win games. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, and the offensive line became a wrecking crew to be feared on the ground. Harris, in particular, found another level of play in his many angry runs for extra yards. The defense, led by stars T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, and Minka Fitzpatrick, was finally resembling the $108 million unit it was billed to be back at the beginning of the season. The result was a furious, often exhilarating 7-2 finish after a morbid, moribund 6-2 start. Predictably, a re-energized and rejuvenated Steelers nation is fully expecting their favorite football team to simply pick up where they left off come the 2023 season. Only, it doesn't really happen that way, now does it? The notion that an NFL team can carry over momentum from one season to the next is really just a sports talk illusion. In today's free agency frenzied league, the amount of roster turnover from one season to the next can overhaul a team to such a degree they become completely different entities. When the Miami Dolphins kicked that field goal in Week 18 that kicked the Steelers out of the playoffs, the 2022 version of this team was put to rest, along with all that late-season excitement that so stirred Steelers Nation. What transpires in 2023 will have nothing to do with all that so-called 7-2 and two momentum down the stretch. Rather, it will depend upon all the roster moves, player progress, and possible coaching changes that will occur from now until kickoff of week one of the regular season. The coming metamorphosis of the Steelers will be major, 
and monumental. But the most impactful and significant change affecting the 2023 outcome will be the progress of one Kenny Pickett. The sophomore season is huge for the development of any player, but the leap can make or break the expected trajectory of a franchise QB like Pickett. A legit player looking to put the league on notice will up his game in every possible way. Physical conditioning, mental preparation, film study, and hundreds of hours of plain old practice that makes crucial player instincts as automatic as breathing. Everyone in the 412 area code will be looking for Pickett to make this big leap. Pittsburgh, which had a paltry three offensive plays over 40 yards, hungers for the splash plays that the Pickett to George Pickens connection promises. But while first-round picks like Pickett are fully expected to make those big moves in play during their second seasons in the league, this kind of game-changing development is far from guaranteed. In fact, there's another equally noted and even more common phenomenon that occurs in an NFL player's second year. It's called the sophomore slump and it can be deadly to a player's progress and absolutely poison to his career. Year two will not close the book on Pickett either way, but it will go a long way in determining whether the ultimate outcome of his Steelers story will be triumphant or tragedy. As for that Steelers offense, a large portion of the Pittsburgh fan base is still holding its breath in hopes that much maligned coordinator Matt Canada will be fired. The ignominious end of the Tampa Bay Bucks season have, has further fired the furnaces of hope in Pittsburgh with rampant rumors that former Steeler Byron Leftwich could be fired in Florida. That could make him an immediate candidate to replace Canada in the Steel City. Could it happen? Sure but I still wouldn't be holding my breath. What will occur through the upcoming free agency in the draft will be an upgrade of that offensive line. And that will come despite the progress the unit showed over the course of the season. The spare parts the Steelers assembled to block for Harrison Warren and protect Pickett performed above their heads. But it's long past time for the Steelers to reinvest some high-quality draft picks and or some top-tier free agents into this foundational unit on offense. Expect this to happen, including when the Steelers' first-round draft selection comes around at pick number 17. The defense is a far bigger puzzle that will need to be reassembled for 2023. The number of expiring contracts on this side of the ball means the Steelers could lose significant talent. The hemorrhage will only increase the Steelers' persistent weakness in stopping the run, covering tight ends over the middle of the field, and locking down corners against precision passes and big splash plays. Remember that nightmare in Philly? In truth, the team has never really replaced Ryan Shazier at inside linebacker after the budding superstar went down with a major spinal cord injury that ended his too brief career back in 2017. 
The Steelers need a sideline-to-sideline, speedy strongman who can blow up running plays, shut down the short passing game, and stick to tight ends and slot receivers like glue. Could the remedy be found in Buffalo, where Terrell Edmonds' younger brother, Tremaine, looks to be the marquee free agent on defense this offseason? Of course, to do this, the Steelers would have to break their free agency mode of bargain hunting by breaking the bank to land Edmonds at inside linebacker. Beyond this, the defensive line still requires more reinforcement to shut down the run at critical moments, especially with the run-dominant Ravens built to repeatedly exploit this major Steelers' weakness within the AFC North division. Yes, Cameron Hayward is coming back, but he'll be another year older and Father Time remains undefeated. The Steelers need a new generation of strong, run-stuffing big bodies to shore up that D-line. The player wish list is extensive. The speculation surrounding potential Steelers' moves in free agency in the draft will be infinite and unending throughout the spring. But bit by bit, player by player, the 2023 Steelers will take shape. And come September, when the season kicks off for real, this rebuilt, reformulated Steelers team will begin to write its own story. What happened in the December and January before, as encouraging and exciting as it all was, will have no bearing on the outcome. And of course, we have much more on the upcoming Steelers metamorphosis as the team transitions to 2023 in this early off-season edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Right now, let's get right to it. First up, we have Jerry Dulac with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette puzzling over the dual nature of the 2022 season to determine determine which direction the Steelers are really headed. Was it the 2-6 version that stunk up the first half of the season or that 7-2 juggernaut that nearly snuck into the playoffs? Here's Dulac with the Steelers' enigma that defined 2022. Quote, Depending on which part of the season you choose to embrace, the 2-6 start or the 7-2 finish, the Steelers are either a team in trouble or one on the rise. Depending on which aspect of the offense is to believed, the one that averaged a meager 1.6 touchdowns per game and had the fewest 40-yard plays in the NFL, or the one that wrapped up the season outrushing two of the league's top-running teams, the unit is either in need of a new coordinator we're taking baby steps in the right direction. Depending on which element of the defense is to be trusted, the one that rose from 32nd to as high as 5th against the run, or the unit that had trouble with big play receivers, the Steelers are either close to being the great and dominant defense that Mike Tomlin expected, or in need of a couple more pieces in the draft. No matter your perspective, one thing is certain, the Steelers were a 9-8 team in 2022, which is slightly above average, a C-plus for those into such grades. While it was the first time they missed a postseason in three years, it was also continuing a disturbing trend that has seen them go 19-21-1 in their past 41 games, dating to the 2020 season. That's slightly below average, a C-minus. The Steelers proved two things in 2022. 
they were more than capable of winning games against teams with similar or worse records. Seven of their nine victories were against the teams who finished with worse records. The only team they beat that had a winning record when they played them was the Baltimore Ravens in Week 17, and that was without quarterback Lamar Jackson. Conversely, the Steelers also proved that they are not ready to play with the best teams in the league, such as the Buffalo Bills, the Philadelphia Eagles, even the Cincinnati Bengals. If nothing else, their defense proved they were not capable of keeping any of those top teams below 35 points. The question now is, are they ready to play with those teams in 2023? Are they ready to challenge the Bengals for the division title? The immediate answer is no, principally because they lack what each of those top teams possess, explosiveness on offense. Without question, Kenny Pickett's progress is the most important aspect to be gleaned from the season. As a rookie, he showed he is capable of playing mistake-free football, just one interception in the final eight games, and can rally the team to a comeback victory in the waning moments. He did it three times in the final six games, most impressively in the final minute against the Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders. There was much concern after the 2021 season over how the Steelers would fare without Ben Roethlisberger. Getting to find their quarterback for the future, or so it would appear, cannot be trumpeted enough. But the reason Pickett was allowed to develop is the same reason the Steelers missed the playoffs. He was inserted in the lineup sooner than planned at halftime of a Week 4 game against the New York Jets and sooner than he was ready. The result was costly interceptions against the Jets, and two weeks later in Miami, six total, five in the second half, four in the fourth quarter. Sacrificing victories at the expense of Pickett's development kept the Steelers from the postseason, but in retrospect, it also allowed him to progress and do what he did in the fourth quarter comebacks against the Colts, Raiders, and Ravens. And that has given the Steelers the belief that they are a team on the rise, unquote. Hey, that's great stuff from Dulac, as always. But like I said, what happened in December and January will have no bearing on what transpires come September with all, with all that's going to happen and this steel-to-be-formed 2023 version of the Steelers. But Pickett, above all, must pick up his pace of progress to make that all-important second-year leap lest he suffer a dreaded sophomore slump. Now, before we speculate on which pieces the Steelers will add for 2023, believe me, there'll be tons of that, we probably should become a little more familiar with a key piece who we didn't get to see in 2022. I'm talking about the speedy smurf at receiver Calvin Austin III. Injuries sideline him for the 2022 season, but he'll be ready to go next season. So here's Ray Fittipaldo with the Post-Gazette sizing up the rather large impact this diminutive pass catcher could have on the Pittsburgh offensive production. Fittipaldo writes this, quote, 
Calvin Austin is the forgotten member of this year's draft class. He went on injured reserve in August with a foot injury and remained there all season. Austin was the Steelers' fourth-round pick, and he's hoping to earn playing time next season at slot receiver. He's only 5'8", but he was timed at 4.32 in the 40-yard dash at last year's NFL Combine. Austin showed off some of his playmaking ability in the early stages of training camp, but one day before the first preseason game against the Seahawks, he injured his foot in a walkthrough, and we never saw him again. He spent seven weeks on IR before he returned to practice, but he aggravated the injury in early October and had season-ending surgery. On locker room cleanout day last week, Austin said he should not have any restrictions in training this offseason. Quote, I would say one of the benefits I was continued to go to practice and I continued to, to attend meetings. My head was still there. I just couldn't get the physical aspect done. When I went back out there, I was definitely impressed with myself. I was excited and hoping to help the team. I just had another misstep at practice, and we decided to get it fixed. Rehab is going well, and I'm excited for next year, unquote. Austin might be behind the other Steelers rookies, but he'll have an opportunity to compete for a role next season. We know George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are the starters, but the number one, uh, the number three receiver job is up for grabs. Chase Claypool was traded away in November. Thank you, Chicago, for that pick number 32. Yeah. And Steven Sims and Gunnar Osofsky uh, were playing at uh, most of the remaining games in the slot in the final NAND games. But Sims is a restricted free agent, and it's questionable whether Gunnar will return for the second of his two-year deal. Either way, Calvin Austin knows he has much to prove and lots of ground to make up in the coming months to be that factor, that X factor in 2023. Hey, I can't wait to see little Austin make a big splash on the field next season. But uh, it'll be fun to watch, but you know he's got a long way to go, as Philip Haldo wrote. Finally, we turn to defense. And a post-mortem on that Pittsburgh D that was paid so handsomely, but played just plain ugly at times last season. And for the grades on this unit, we turn to Mark Caboli and Mike DeFabio, who are tag-teaming for the Athletic in writing their defensive take on some key players on that expensive D. They start off with this truism, quote, down the stretch, the Steelers allowed an average of 14.6 per game as they went 6-1. and one. So what are your key player grades to end the season? We begin with Caboli on Cam Hayward. He writes this, quote, this one's simple. Hayward finished with 10.5 sacks, 22 QB hits, and 76 tackles, 14 for a loss while playing over 800 snaps for a fifth straight year. Oh yeah, he had one of the best seasons of career at age 33, even though he missed the Pro Bowl and All-Pro Honors for the first time in six years. He played spectacularly the entire season. A grade A from Caboli for Cam. 
hey, that is good. But, you know, 33, I always worry one more year older, father time being undefeated. Hey, how about the Fabio on rookie defensive lineman DeMarvin Leal? This should be interesting. Well, there might not be a single player Tomlin praised more, completely unprompted, than Leal. One especially intriguing thing about Leal is his versatility. He has the speed and instincts to play on the edge in certain packages and also the size and physicality to move inside on the line. He's a malleable piece who will surely help the Steelers in a number of ways next year. The Fabio's grade on Leal? A solid B. Now back to Caboli on the off-injured T.J. Watt, the supposed Steelers superstar. Caboli writes, quote, When you look at his stats, Watt did not have a good year. He had only four and a half sacks in nine games after he returned from injury. He was averaging just under a sack per game before his injury, so there was a drop-off. But there wasn't a drop-off with the defense. With Watt, the defense allowed 16.9 points per game compared to 25.3 without him, and they won 8 of 10 games. Was it a great season? No, but it wasn't terrible considering what he had to overcome. The grade from Caboli for T.J. Watt, a B plus. Now back to DeFabio on the fabulous play of outside linebacker Alex Highsmith, the guy the Steelers better sign to a long-term deal. DeFabio writes, quote, Highsmith's character comes through in the locker room and on the field. He's very much in the mold of old-school Steelers a third-round pick who continues to put his head down and quietly work to get better. After the way he performed this season, the Steelers should consider locking him up with an extension before he enters the fourth and final year of his rookie deal. The grade from DeFabio for the high-flying Highsmith, A. How about Caboli on safety Terrell Edmonds, the guy who's a first-rounder, but has been on the bubble in previous seasons. Caboli writes, quote, Edmonds made himself some money. After not many suitors in free agency last year forced him to sign a one-year prove-a-deal, Edmonds proved it. He played nearly 90% of the snaps and was used in a variety of ways. He played in the box often and was responsible for covering some of the better tight ends in the league. He represented himself well in a season where he could have just Meld it in. Caboli's grade for Edmonds, B+. Finally, we turn to your 2022 MVP, Minka Fitzpatrick. He delivered on his big contract, and Caboli writes this on his 2022 grade. Quote, team MVP, Pro Bowl, first team All-Pro. Fitzpatrick had that kind of year. He tied for the NFL lead in interceptions with six, two of which ended games, and another he returned for a touchdown. He was solid in his run defense as, as he was second on the team in tackles. He did it all. Grade from Kaboli for Minka, A. And that's a good look at your defense. The core is there. There's some going to be parts interchanged on free agency, but it, the arrow is up, I believe. 
especially if it stays healthy. But of course, we're in 2023. All those 2022 grades are erased from the blackboard. The Steelers are starting over. This, their story, the 2023 Steelers story, is just beginning to unfold. The team has yet to take shape. But there's good news. You can follow every move right here uh, as this team and the pieces come together for 2023. It'll all be here, covered in detail, in depth, with the sharpest analysis that we digest and bring to you on your Steelers Update Podcast. So download the audio wherever you get your favorite podcast and sign up and get it automatically every Wednesday fresh for you. And of course, log on to penlive.com for your real-time Steelers news.